Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Healthy Mind Matters, brought to you by Intermountain Healthcare on KSL News Radio. Thank you for joining us for Healthy Mind Matters. I'm Maria Shaleos. Today we are talking about a bold initiative from Primary Children's Hospital to enhance mental and behavioral health services for children and teenagers. With me this morning, Katie Welke, who is the CEO of Primary Children's Hospital and Vice President of Intermountain Children's Health, and Julie and Greg Cook, who are the founding executives of doTERRA Essential Oils and a member of Primary Children's Hospital's Governing Board. And thanks to all of you again for being here. Katie, please begin and talk about how you hope to expand services. What exactly do you hope to expand and how do you hope to reach people? So there's a number of ways. I don't think you can only do one thing, but we're going to um, create a call center, but it's much more than a call center. It's it's a virtual um, assessment, referral and consultation service. And it's I think it it goes directly to the point that Julie and Greg were talking about. And that is, as a parent, when a child is in crisis, you want help and you want the right type of help. So this is a phone number that a parent, a child, a physician can call. And there are behavioral health experts on the other end of the line who can very quickly do an assessment to understand where the child needs to go. So they'll actually do a sort of a triage function to identify what level of care a child needs, and then make sure that there's a handoff to get that consultation done. And they can actually provide services, crisis stabilization services, right there on the phone if necessary, but then make sure the child gets the right level of care. And that's so important. Um, Just like in a, a normal a hospital where you have a medical surgical floor, like like the med surge beds, and then an ICU and outpatient care, the same thing exists in behavioral health. And for some kids, they need consultation just in a clinic visit. Other kids need day treatment or intensive outpatient treatment. And some kids are in, in, in a place where they really need to go into the intensive care or the inpatient unit. And this access, this, sorry, this assessment referral and consultation service will make sure that we get kids to the right place at the right time and that right level of care. Greg and Julie, you've talked with me about this before and the importance of making sure that parents know they're not alone. Because when you are in a situation like this, it is very dramatic, um, very frightening. And boy, really knowing what your what resources are available to you is really an important thing. It is. Uh, getting people that are particularly in, a, in crisis mode to the help that they need is, you know, our, our first priority. And that's what we can do as parents. That, that's what we can do as friends is 
be aware of what's happening around us, pay attention to the needs of others uh, who may uh, be in crisis without our even knowing it, and to intervene and to ask, you know, the hard questions, the sensitive questions. Uh, you know, are you planning on uh, doing something to harm yourself? And if the answer is yes, then immediately into some some care. And us as parents, it's tough. You know, kids kids are being exposed to. We used to be able to insulate our our kids from fear and anxieties of the world, but it's not happening anymore. They have direct access to all of the the concerns and dangers uh, that that our world is is uh, projecting on directly onto them. And so, we as parents have you know, a more difficult job than ever before. And we've seen it with our five kids as they've come home from schools with stories and, and, and as they've read stories on, on social media that we would never otherwise give them access to. And they come home with, with friends having taken their life or, or, or even teachers taking their lives. It's, it's something that we as parents are really struggling to deal with uh, oftentimes. Yeah. And just like Katie was talking about with a number that, that everyone knows to call and that that will assess in the right way so that there are different levels and i think we kind of in the past it felt like there was if you if parents knew that there was a problem with their with their child and they couldn't get into therapy or something that way then then it would become an acute state and then they would end up in the emergency room and and then things kind of spiraled, spiraled out of their control where hopefully with this new um, triage line and the new number that parents can call, there can be intervention at earlier states so that it doesn't reach that acute level and then parents are given the tools that they need so that, that they can help their kids on that they can help their kids before it ever gets to that level. And then we as a community can band together in those uh, situations to help where where there is a need. Right. Katie, this is such an important point because I just don't think that parents in the past really have known where to turn and there really wasn't a place for them to turn. I think you're so, you are so spot on. I couldn't tell the story any better than Julie just did is we really want to make sure that there is increased access for families so that it doesn't have to get to that crisis point that you can call early, get help early. And you're right. People didn't know where to turn. And I mean, the, the stories I heard from family members, it was, I mean, in almost every encounter of going from, I mean, literally on the phone for hours, calling person after person after person, trying to get help and not being able to get the help that they needed for their child. And I think ultimately just going to the emergency department, which is not the right place for a child who is in crisis. I mean, it's a chaotic environment and and they'll help, but it's really not the ideal situation. I also am really excited about the use of telehealth because that's something that's another part of this program is increasing the opportunity for kids to use telehealth for conversations. And some kids would prefer, they, they feel more comfortable having their counseling sessions over their phone. And so with Julie and Greg's incredible support, we're going to be able to expand the access of behavioral health through telehealth. 
I want to talk more about that in the next segment, but I can see where they'd be more comfortable. They're so used to being on their computers or talking to their friends on their phone that uh, it's not the doctor's office, right? They're sitting in the comfort of their own home. I'm sure that it's they're not nearly as intimidated as they are when they're in an actual office and have kind of feel like they're kind of under the microscope, right? So let's talk more about that when we come back. And you were listening to Healthy Mind Matters on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.